Welcome to Brian Time. I am Jeremiah Coughlin, and it's time to talk about pickles baseball. Second week in a row. I usually I usually say something funny right there that's not pickles baseball, but I I think I've literally ran out of ideas. <laughs> we've done small glass menageries. We've done a lot oh. of different stuff. Anyway, oh. we're going to talk about Portland pickles baseball, West Coast League, Wild Wild West League. All kinds of stuff. You've heard him a little bit already, but I want to welcome to the show guest co-host for the week, my friend, Eric the Peanut Guy, Tri-City Dust Devils. You basically you do my job uh, for them. You're the on-field host. That's your official title with them, yeah? Yeah, I'm like your, your counterpart along the Columbia River there. Yeah, well, they like you a lot more than my team likes me. They've made a bobblehead I, for you. It's just because I've been there a lot longer than you. I think your team loves you. <laughs> that's what i saw don't don't uh dissuade my inferiority <laughs> complex eric i don't okay. believe any of it. i don't uh, buy any of it okay but welcome to brian time man thanks for uh showing up thank you thank thanks so much for having me um i've listened to a few episodes even like this has been going on for a couple of years right yeah we started in 2018 yeah i think i listened to some episodes that first year and uh yeah, it's super cool to be here. Number one, just to hang out with you again. Get to see how you're doing. But number two, I caught my first Pickles game like just a few days ago. So yeah. I'm all Pickles all the time now. We're going we're gonna to get into that. But we got to run through. We got to do the standard stuff. So first of all, we got to do the Pickle Report, which has been, it's been a little tough. It's been tough this last week for the Pickles. Losing two out of three to the hated Corvallis Knights. Ooh. We really... We don't like those guys. I is mean, because they're re- really good most of the time. Yeah. 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 It's is like it, just, they always beat us. I mean, they've yeah. won, I think they've won the West Coast League championship most of the year since the Pickles have been in the West Coast League. Oh, jeez. Corvallis Knights 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Holy cow. Yeah. 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 Didn't get it in 2020, though. Ha. Season canceled due to COVID nineteen pandemic. Is what oh, it says. Right, so. right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> Who beat him? So, yeah, we and you know, we hate him. But we had a good game. We had one. We had three good games actually. The two games that we lost were both really close, and then one game we blew him out. It was like thirteen to five. So Let's go. We're in Cowlitz this week, starting uh, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, and then we've got some uh, Wild Wild Wesley games over the weekend with, uh, I think the Pickles are playing the Rosebuds and maybe the Gresham Grey Wolves, I want to say. Hopefully we get back on track against Cowlitz, which we've had a pretty good record against them so far. So good. So that's the Pickle Report. 
we're hanging in there. I think the standings right now, I think we're in third place, but they're, we're only like five games into the second half. And, right. and we have, you know, uh, the same setup where you can win the first half or you can win the second half and still make the playoffs. Let's so. go. Yeah. Nothing's out of out of the question yet. Okay, here's a question: Who won the first half in your division? Corvallis. Surprise. Okay, what happens if they win the second half? The second place team. So that so and you guys, All are, right? Yeah, you guys are running I for think that. Think it's the second place team, or maybe it's the best record, the overall. next best record overall. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I want to say it's the best record in the second half. Which you, it sounds like you're in the running for. You're like you're yeah. in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. It's not out of the question. Uh, according to the West Coast League dot com. Oh yeah, we're actually in last, but it's that's that's um a little misleading. So Ridgefield is five and one. Ridgefield is a good team and who we will probably end up battling out for this spot. Mm-hmm. Corvallis is seven and two. Okay. Bend has only played three games and is two and one. Callitz has only played three games and is two and one. Oh. And then we're three and three at 500. Oh, so geez. that'll shake out for sure. When Callitz and Ben both, uh, obviously they're playing the next three nights or, you know, Tuesday through Thursday or, and then in the weekend. And then I, we have a series with Bend. So we're playing Callitz, then Port Angeles, then Bend. So all that'll shake out. So it's still pretty early in the second half to really be. But yeah, Ridgefield's won four in a row. Yeah. You know, their last six games, they're five and one. Man. Yeah. They're doing all right. I, um, they're doing all right. But, it, you know, overall, overall, the pickles are 18 and 12 so far for well, this. That's better than yeah. a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah. Same as, same as the Ridgefield Raptors. Bend is twelve and five. Callitz is or twelve and fifteen. Sorry, Callitz is twelve and fifteen. Also, there you go. I met uh, when I was at the game this past week. He told me to go meet Ron the K Man. Yeah, Ron the K Man. He's he's amazing. He's a character. He's like, I'm so glad you told me to go meet him because I think if he has anything to do with it, then the pickles will be okay. Yeah, he's got energy. He's beloved. Yes, absolutely. All right, it's time now for one of my favorite segments, Inside the Jar. This is the first. We've never had the co-host be the person interviewed for Inside the Jar. All right. But, you know, a lot of times the co-hosts are people who have or been a co-host before or people who are like kind of associated with the team. Yeah. So I wanted people to get to know Eric, the peanut guy better, Eric Mertens, who's you're from Kennewick, Washington. I know that you're uh, a little bit younger than me. We went to the same high school. We've Mm -hmm. known each other most of our lives. And you, how long have you been with the Tri-City Dust Devils doing your on-field hosting since? Since 2001. All 20 seasons. Yeah. 20 seasons. Yeah. This would have been our 21st season, but of course last year, you know, didn't happen. But 20 seasons of, of doing what? That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. There's literally nothing else I enjoy more. Um, well, no. You're almost ready. You're almost yeah. ready to retire. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've told my friends, like, my, this is how old I'm getting. You, you might understand because you're my age. Um, my knee has been hurting so bad this whole week and I've been doing nothing but going to ballparks. I'm like, what the hell? And so anyway, I'm just telling my friends, I'm like, man, if I need to be in a walker, if I need to be in a wheelchair, if I need a cane, I will still be out there. I, I want to do that as long as I can for sure. Yeah. Well, and you're kind of like me. People assume that you're younger than you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's the radiation we got from Hanford or what, but when I tell people that I'll be 40 in September and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. we'll it's take not that it. far away. Radiation's yeah. good for the skin. Exactly. That's what I've heard. That's what we were told when we grew up. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like, go swim out there in the, in the reach. <laughs> yeah. It's good for you. So, and, but during the year you live in Spokane, Washington. Yeah. I've been doing and that. What's, yeah. Yeah, what do you do there? So um, I've been really blessed, man. Up these these twenty years of working with the Dust Devils, I've always had a job in education, or I work in like campus ministry that's tied to a school year. So I have my summers off, which lets me keep working with the Dust Devils. But so anyway, for the past nine years, I've been up at my alma mater, Gonzaga University in Spokane, and I work in campus ministry during the school year, which is fun. And then I get parts of my summers off so I can keep doing baseball. Nice. I'm yeah. doing a new, uh, I just started doing a new joke about Gonzaga. Let's hear it. Did I tell you this? Cause I was wearing, yeah. well, I was, I, I talk about my day job, which I work for a beer distributor and right. on stage, I talk about my day job and over the 4th of July weekend, I was out helping our merchandising crew and I was building a display and I was wearing a Gonzaga t-shirt mm-hmm. and this random guy walked by and he was like, Oh, are you a Gonzaga alumni? And I'm like, yeah, I went to their medical school, but stacking case of beer is just my passion. You <laughs> jerk. Get away from me. And so just, uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. I went to Gonzaga. He was a nice guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I went to Gonzaga and I'm working for a minor league baseball team still, you know? So, Hey, there you good. go. It's good. It's a good school. I like the people there. I like, um, the mission of the university. Um, and to be honest, like, yeah, it is a good school. It's like a good reputation. You get a good education, but they just don't churn out people who want to make lots of money. They churn out people in my experience that want to help, you know? So you got Gonzaga alumni who are lawyers and doctors and all that, but then you also have people like social workers and nonprofit organizers and community activists and people in ministry and everything else in between. So it's good. Nice beer stackers, yeah. even. Yeah, I'm sure they're out there, but it was just it was just a good opportunity to dig on that guy, just some <laughs> random guy in an Albertsons. But so let's talk a little bit more about baseball. You're a Mariner fan. Yep. And then also, you're like me. You like visiting ballparks, right? Yeah, you've, man. You've got that in you. Uh, do you know? Do you have a count exactly how many ballparks oh, you've been to? Dang, I was gonna like up the numbers. I was gonna. Look at my, I have a note on my phone, right? It's to it. be, to be determined after this last week. Yeah. Before this trip, I had hit 153 minor league ballparks. Okay. Um, and about half a dozen collegiate wood bat ballparks. So like the West coast league, but this most recent trip, we hit bend Corvallis pickles, Boo. Cowlitz and Ridgefield. But then we also went to a Hillsborough game. I, I've been to Hillsborough already. Um, 
Sure. So anyway, but you, we were talking before, before we hit record, your criteria for visiting ballparks is different than mine. Yeah. So I go to the, like, if I can't see a game, I won't just go like hang out there, but you know, so many people within these organizations or friends of friends, you seem to network through these people. So even if there's not a game, you seem to be able to like, I don't know, send an email ahead of time and then you get a tour or you just go walk around or they let you out on the field or yeah. you take BP or whatever and go to the clubhouse, all this stuff that I would never think to do. I just, I just show up like when I was at that Tri-City Valley Cats game, Yeah, I was like talking to some of the people that were, you know, like the interns and on-field hosts and stuff. I was like, oh yeah, I do this somewhere else, you know, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, it was like <laughs> not a point of interest for oh, them. No. Like, you know, where I was like, hey, maybe I could do Dizzy Bat or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, get out of here. Dang. What are you, a Gonzaga alum? Get, out, <laughs> get away from us. So, but that's, that it is interesting because it takes a lot more scheduling. Yeah. On my part. Yeah. And then it's a lot more time consuming also. So, mm-hmm. as mentioned before, I'm turning 40 in Woo! September. And so we September 15th, yeah. right? September 15th. Let's go. I'm That's September 12th. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the um the plan was to try to go to a Blue Jays game in Buffalo. That hasn't worked out, which I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. I mean, it, it has worked out for all the people of Toronto. They're getting their baseball team back and they're opening Screw up them, the though. You, you lost out on your <laughs> I know. opportunity. But we're going to go to Niagara Falls in Buffalo, and then we're going to – there's a train that runs from Buffalo to Rochester. Go to a Rochester Red Wings game. Yes. And then we're going to drive to Pittsburgh, which is three hours from Buffalo. Yes. Pirates game, which we got amazing seats. We're You're going to love this. We're going to be right behind Joey Cora, their third oh, base coach. Let's go. And I, I actually bought a T-shirt that says, this guy loves Joey Cora. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm going to try to interact with him somehow, at least get a selfie with him. Are you like row one or two back there? We're, yeah, we're row two next to the dugout. Oh, like just the section next where it's only four seats wide. Oh, yeah. The four of us have that row. So uh, Brooke Grunhauser, a mutual friend of ours, yeah. lives in Pittsburgh. Her what? and her husband live in know Pittsburgh. That? Yeah, I, I had no. I was in Pittsburgh two years ago to catch a Pirates game. They were in Houston at that point. Okay, so they just moved from Houston to Pittsburgh. Anyway, so. doesn't matter too much. But then we're gonna go from Pittsburgh to Allentown, Pennsylvania. The Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs are there. Oh, let's go, and that's a couple hours from um, where a pretty big contingency of my family lives. Okay, so I'm rallying people to, and we're gonna probably take like. 27 Coughlin's to the Lehigh Valley oh, Iron Pigs let's game. Let's go. Like, yeah, we're going to try to get maybe a suite or something. Yeah. It's it's to be de- to be determined, but that, so that that's like, I mean, that's only three games. In my mind, I'm like, man, oh. we could do so much more, but I got to kind of. Well, are you hitting a game in Buffalo with the Bisons? No, because oh. they're, the Bison are playing in Rochester. Oh, got it. So we're going to see the Bisons, but not. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even know if they'll be back in their stadium by then yet because yeah. they're playing in Trenton, Trenton, New Jersey. Yep. So here's a question for you then, because I you're right. I I think you're doing it the more authentic way. Like you see a game. I even know ballpark travelers who like 
they have to watch a complete game. So even if it gets rained out in the sixth or the fifth, <laughs> they won't count it. So they have to come back the next year or whatever. But um, for me, if I'm that close to a ballpark and who knows when I'll be in that city again, like I, I want to go and like buy a hat and get a photo at the front gate or whatever. So are you going to do that when you're in Buffalo? You know, I've thought about that. I mean, I might at least have to go show up. I probably won't buy a hat because I'll have to go back and see a game and then I'll buy a hat. Okay. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to go at all. I think I'm just going to go to the ones, you know, and then, but because we're leaving that on the table, like there's still, you know, the Binghamton rumble ponies, the Scranton Wilkes bear. They're in every city over there. It's like if, yeah, the Dallas had a team and Hood River had a team and like to like Tiger had a team. They're everywhere back east. Yeah. Crazy. Well, so you're saying 153. Is that all of them? Is no. there more? Well, th- this is the caveat. And this I is mean, now favorite. that it's changed, right? So th- before Major League Baseball did this whole takeover business, um, there was 160 affiliated minor league teams. Okay. And, um, I had visited 153. However, only 120 were active. Meaning, like, for example, PGE Park, the old PGE Park for the old Portland Beavers. I had gone to a Beavers game there. And so that's one of the 153, but it's no longer active. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd been to about 33, quote, unquote, inactive minor league parks. Um, I even visit, like, Earlier, <laughs> earlier this summer, I did a I did a road trip through Idaho and Utah and Western Colorado, and there are yeah. a bunch of cities in southern Idaho, like Pocatello used to have a team, um, Twin Falls used to have a team, and so the the ballparks are still there. So I would go like get a photo, buy a hat online if I could find one on eBay, or whatever. Yeah. So those are definitely rad, inactive. Yeah. yeah, which I I mean it breaks my heart a little bit because. Uh, a pioneer league trip back when it was the rookie, you know, back when, I mean, it's still active and it's still happening, but sure. I, that was like one of those things I really wanted to do, but yeah. I mean, I'll still, I still want to go out and, you know, check out the paddle heads and all those. I mean, Heck they still yeah. have some cool branding. Yep. Um, yeah. And cool views too. Like you want to talk about majestic views. Almost all the Pioneer League teams have mountains or pine forests or river yeah. valleys or something. It's all Idaho, Montana, Colorado, yeah, mm-hmm. Utah. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and so Major League Parks. Yeah. You don't care? You don't go to them? Oh, no, I Just definitely not... care. Yeah. Okay. My, my goal is to hit all of them, too. Um, I've been to 23 of them. But I've only been to games at, again, I have this note on my phone. I should just look it up. I've only been to games at about 15, 16 of them. That's like right where we're at. Too. Is it? Yeah. My favorite by far, other than T-Mobile, of course, because I love the Mariners, is PNC Park in Pittsburgh. I'm so excited you're going to go. I'm pretty excited too. And, and it was it it was pretty reasonable. Yeah. Well, when you said you're going to sit Compared to the- like. Yeah, compared to Seattle oh, prices. Yeah. You know. And if you sit on the third base side, you'll see the view of downtown Pittsburgh and all mm-hmm. that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. How I'm excited that? about it. We've been, yeah, I want to say we've been to 15 major league parks and it's the same same thing. You know, like I just, I want to go to them. Um, I think probably besides obviously T-Mobile, Fenway, um, 
I really liked Camden Yards in Baltimore. Ooh, yeah. It's like right up there. Okay. So that I had a, a really chance. Cool spot. That's one of the MLB parks that I just visited during the day because they the Orioles weren't in town when I was going through Baltimore. And I was like, I can't not go. I need to go check it out. And we got a little walking tour of it. But then two years ago, I, I either could have gone to an Orioles game or a Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs game. And I picked the Iron Pigs, um, which were phenomenal. They're one of the top AAA operations just with the music and the signage and the branding and the logos. Yeah, everyone and, everyone that I mentioned it to is like, oh, you're going to like it. They yeah. do. They put on a show. I was yeah. like, well, that's what we're about, you know. So I'm bummed I missed the Orioles, though. But Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is all this stuff. I'm like, well, we're just gonna we're just going to have to come back around, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess when I was in uh, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, I did a, a comedy festival that was in Greensboro, but you know, oh, you nice. landed in, you know, Raleigh, Durham. And then, you know, I went to the Durham bull stadium and just like, I kind of just walked in and they were like, what's this guy doing here? And I just like <laughs> was down in the bowl, like taking pictures Sweet. and stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. that day. Yeah. I went to, I went to, um, uh, the Dean dome, uh, where the North Carolina Tar Heels play. Oh, okay. So I went, I went there and like, they have a big hall of fame, you know, it's got like Michael Jordan sweat socks and all the tr- trophies and all that. Whoa. And you can just go in. Like I was just, there was like a guy like buffing the, the basketball <laughs> floor yeah. and me. And I was just like taking yeah. selfies, uh, with like Tyler Hansbro, like, you know, um, retired jerseys yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I went to Cameron indoor, uh, where Duke plays. Yeah. And went to Shashevskyville, mm-hmm. and they you couldn't get into the actual arena though. Oh. Where the Dean Dome, I literally just the first just door in. I tried was open, and I just walked in. Yeah, and then I went to yeah, uh, Kville, and but it was like I was trying to kind of like find somebody with a key card who would kind of like sneak me in. Uh-huh. Didn't happen. Uh. And then yeah, the Durham Bulls was like right around the corner, so I was like. God, I'll go dude. check it out. And yeah. I bought a baseball. I got a baseball, but not a hat. Yeah. So there you go. Do you collect hats from everywhere you see a game? Yeah. Yeah. So so we're doing the we're doing the hockey rinks too. Because oh I'm a big gosh. hockey guy. So we're doing the hockey rinks what? and I get a puck at all the hockey rinks. And then cool. I put a label on the back that says the teams that played and what the score was. Which is smart because hockey books are like eight bucks. Right. Yes. And, well, new era caps have gone up Dude, to like $50 a piece. I picked you and I picked the wrong things to collect for sure. I should be getting a ball. Right. Because that's a, like $10 like lapel pin for three bucks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even a bobblehead something. But yeah, the hats. I mean, they, yeah, I, mean I remember when I was a kid, a pro back hat was $20. Right. I hate to sound hey, like I, I bought these three Portland pickles hats. And, well, two pickles, one rosebuds hat. And they were they were very um, reasonably priced. I'm happy to say good shout out to the merch also i know this is a little tangent um i used to be in a band for eight years i love going to shows i love live music and the pickles merch tent reminded me of like going to a show like the merch booth at a show and Mm -hmm. that itself i think psychologically made me spend more money i was like i gotta support the band i gotta buy some shirts yeah these kids are on the road man right they're out here yeah it was great snacks they need snacks in the van yeah Here's one last hard hitting question. Mm. Would you say that your role has changed or do you feel like in 20 years, you're basically doing the same thing that you were doing 20 years ago? 
it's I think the core is the same, but yeah. definitely I've felt like even the uniform I wear or like the rhythm of the game has matured and has found itself a little bit better. Um, how I start, I started literally as a peanut vendor. Did you mm-hmm. know John Pearson at Kenamakai? Johnny oh, Pearson? Yeah. 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 So, so Johnny was the original peanut guy for the Dust Devils, and then they hired me. So does Johnny the peanut guy and Eric the peanut guy. And for the first two seasons, we literally just sold peanuts, but we like juggled at the front gate. We danced on the dugouts. We He, he brought his guitar. He wrote like a theme song for the team. So we were kind of like, crazy silly peanut vendors um yeah and then the on-field host moved um he moved on and so they said and johnny did as well he's a he's a youth pastor now in gig harbor washington but um they're like hey eric can you keep you know keep selling peanuts you know you're still a peanut guy but in between innings could you do the on-field stuff and i'm like sure and so that's kind of how it changed and now 18 years later I haven't sold a bag of peanuts yet this season because they keep me so busy with the MC. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Can I still get peanuts from you or no? Yes, I definitely have access to them. Okay. And okay. up until this year, I did actively sell them like in the seventh through the ninth inning. Um, but this year with COVID and like supply and all that, you know, business, we oh, didn't have sure. a lot. So anyway, um, but okay. when you come back to a Dust Devils game, Mr. Coughlin, I will definitely get you some peanuts. Which might be soon. We'll see. That's inside the jar. Eric, the peanut guy. Yay. A little bit more about you, man. Uh, I like the fact that when we like what our job is basically being mascots who can talk. Yeah. Right. That's exactly like that's right. a, that's the idea to me. Like that's that's the way I distill it down. And lately I've been, you know, I've had a few people asking me, like, how do I get to be the mascot or whatever? Right. Yeah. And I do this thing where I, I just get really serious and do like the suspension of disbelief. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Dylan? What What do you mean? mean? How do you be him? Yeah. Dylan is Dylan. Yeah. And they're like, dude, this, the guy in the suit. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) That's a seven foot tall pickle, sir. (laughs) And, And any insinuation that. It is anything else is insulting. How dare you? And people are like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> are now. these like grown adults that you're talking with? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah people at the game. <laughs> Not even like little kids. No. Because, yeah, you got to keep up the shtick with little kids sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, <laughs> it's Dylan. Let's go, Hey folks, this week's Brine Time is brought to you by Kraken Strength. Never heard of them? Well, Kraken Strength is the premier strength and conditioning facility in the Portland area. They offer group fitness classes, advanced competitive and sports-specific training. At Kraken Strength, you'll find a community of fitness, knowledgeable staff, and the support you need to successfully meet your goals, no matter what level of fitness you're starting out at. They're located in Tigard, Oregon, and you can check them out at krakenstrength.com. Be sure to tell them the Brine Time Boys sent you. House Wine is a proud partner of Brine Time, lovingly produced in Walla Walla, Washington by winemaker Hal Landvoit. For every case sold of their Rainbow Edition Sparkling Rosé, $2 is donated to the Human Rights Campaign. Thank you to House Wine for your support of Brine Time. Beer and Loathing in Tacoma is the newest podcast from comedian Jeremiah Coughlin. 
where he interviews rock stars, comedians, and generally interesting people about their psychedelic experiences. New episodes every Friday. Check it out on Podcast Republic, iTunes, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes terrifying, always interesting. This is Fear and Loathing. All right. Pickle of the week. Pickle of the week. Yeah, we got the new pickle of the week chain. That's what I was saying earlier. I'm thinking about driving up to Cowlitz so that Ryan Gardino. Hey. Ryan Gardino. Ryan Gardino. Wofford College in South Carolina. He's a big kid. He's 6'4", 205. Uh, and he's good. You know, he's really stepped up recently. I think he had a couple injury issues, but. Second on the team in average at 325, second in RBIs at uh, 17, both just behind reigning king of the world, uh, Leo Mosby. So Ryan Gardino, the guard dog, as we call him. Yeah. Bambino Gardino (laughs) or Yardino, as I like to call him. He's got three nicknames. He's got three nicknames. That's more than I have. I came up with Yardino, and then we had a – a rainout that ended in a home run derby. Fun. Uh, just because the field was, I mean, it had stopped raining, but the field was still too screwed up to play on. Yeah. And so I was throwing out the Yardino thing, and then it ended up all over the social media. And I was yes. like, that's my, that was hey, my thing. I don't they, even get credit for to, my jokes. They need the to comedian cite in me. their sources. Yeah. Yeah. The comedian in me was like, I, <sighs> I don't get anything for that. But, <laughs> Ryan Gardino, and he's a good kid. Like, I really like him. He calls himself the dude. Nice. And that's he's a fourth a chill... nickname. Yeah. He's a chill guy. Cause I was, I was giving him a hard time the other day. We, we have the dizzy bat bats. It was like a plat. There's a plastic pink one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, with the way you've been swinging, you might as well use this one. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Hey, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just kidding. But great guy. Good kid. Pickle of the week. I'm going to go. I don't know. I there's a there's a huge part of me that just wants to drive up to Callitz. Yeah. Give him the pickle of the week chain. Drive back down. I'll see him. I'll see him before too long. When did you start this pickles of the week promotion? So pickle of the week has been a part of the show since day one. Oh, so and I, I was just talking about this last week. So we name a player which we've named, I think we've done the coaching staff and, you know, like for the first week this year, before we played a game, it was the frontline workers were pickle of the week. And then we eat something pickled, which right. Right. my new joke is why couldn't we be the Portland cookies, or the, <laughs> you know, the Portland <laughs> spare ribs. Oof, oof. We, I've eaten a lot of pickled stuff from, you know, hard boiled eggs, oh. asparagus, all kinds of stuff. But that's fun. one of the things that I like because of, because we're doing all this remotely, you know, I don't record in the room with anybody yeah. this, you know, so far this year. So we do it over, over zoom. And so I've got, I've gotten this where I reach out to who the co-host is going to be the guest co-host. I found out, I find out what's in their fridge and then I go get those from the store. So I have like nine jars of pickles <laughs> in my <laughs> uneaten yeah, because each week I just get whatever oh they have God. so that we can match. Dude, I hope you get reimbursed for this. This is Yeah, I'm going to write it off. Yeah. I'm going to write it off come tax season, but uh aside from a couple ones that we've done 
like Joe and I last week, Joe Simon's the other PA guy. Uh, he's co-hosted a couple times. Oh, he's good. And oh, he's great. He's a professional speaker. He's yeah. really amazing. Him and I, we did the pickle juice that they use for the pickle juice chugging contest last week. So you're lucky now oh. that you're not having to drink that because that was really gross. Thank you. And I think the first. Oh, and then we did the the dirty dills. Uh, we've actually done those a couple times because co-hosts, that's what they've had in their fridge. But this week. Quite the treat. Mm-hmm. I Here's what I like. Cause, so you're at your mother's house in the Tri-Cities. Yeah. Mary Jo, uh-huh. shout out to Mary Jo Mertens. Go, mom. But the thing that I like is that she had two different kinds of pickles, and they were both sliced. Just her uh, uninterest in slicing her own pickles. Where she's like, no, I'm I'm not getting whole pickles Forget just that. to cut them that's up. It's a lot yeah. of work. I, you know, you can even buy that little weird knife that'll slice your pickles. Oh, that's right. But she's like, no, no. I'm buying the ones that are already <laughs> sliced up. I'm not messing around And here. you know what's even better is that she doesn't eat pickles. These jars are literally for me when I come visit so that I can make sandwiches with pickle slices on it. Aww. Isn't that the nicest mom thing mom. ever? She's the best. She is the best. So I went out and I grabbed these Vlasic fresh packed stackers, kosher dill, no artificial dyes, Ooh. which Vlasic's been pumping that. So mm-hmm. this is a fresh jar. We're going to get the, oh yeah, that good pop. And, pickle juice uh, everywhere already. Pickle juice everywhere, but they're the they're sliced the lengthwise. They're not the chips. No, forget that. They're not hamburger pickles. These are sandwich deli sandwich, sandwich pickles. pickles. Yeah, I like so far. I like. Oh, I did just get pickle juice all over my leg. Mmm, this is good. Those are pretty good. You might have to eat this whole jar, unlike the other ones. Yeah, we've had some pretty gross ones Mm -hmm. this year, but this is a, you know, I mean, this is a middle shelf, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like a $5 pickle or anything, but these are good. They're not bottom shelf. We've had some bottom shelf pickles too. (laughs) We've had some spicy ones. We've had some real vinegary ones. Like this is like pickles with a gimmick Mm -hmm. with a, with a side hustle. These are classic Vlasic pickles. They're going to go good with cheddar cheese. They're going to go good with turkey sandwiches. This is fun. This is I like that you're selling me these pickles right well, now. Well, dude, I, I've been Zooming all year for my full-time job, you know, so I'm sick of it. This is the first time I've eaten something with a friend over Zoom, and it's surprisingly, like, we're bonding. This is... Yeah. <laughs> it's pickle of the week. That's what, that's what it's all about. Hmm. So this Those, are, those are good. Yeah. And this is our this is our cheers to Ryan Gardino eating these pickles. Yeah. Ryan Gardino, <coughs> Yardino, Bambino Gardino, the guard dog, the dude. The dude. You gotta get that one in there too. Yeah. You are our pickle of the week and Vlasic Stackers Kosher Dill. We salute both of you. Yes. Pickle of the week. Next up it's your pickles catcher. Max Shore. Let's go, Max. Final segment tonight. Fun little segment we like to call 
Ghosts of Baseball Past. Ooh. Yeah. So this was submitted by a listener. Shout out to Sam Whiteley, a big Brian Time fan. What's up, Sam? Port- Portland comedian. And he sent us he sent me this article from 2003. The Las Vegas 51s and the Portland Beavers had a game that ended in quite the melee. <laughs> and just reading through this article, I just I had to uh we had to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. So a couple side notes is that I've been to Cashman Field, which is the old home of the Las Vegas 51s, who are now the Las Vegas Aviators, and they built them a different field. Thank goodness. But back when it was and it it's it feels very much and I think it might be like a rookie league. It feels like a spring training. Sort of, you know, like mm-hmm. one of those, like that's the other thing is we've gone to spring training. Oh, cool. For the last three <clears throat> years, not this last year, but the three years before that. And yeah, it has like kind of that spring training facility kind of vibe to it. Uh, when I got married in Vegas to my wife, Julia, who our anniversary is coming up on the eighth. Um, anniversary. Yeah. So three years ago. My dad and I went to a Vegas 51s game. Hey. And they played the Reno Aces. Nice. And it was it was pretty pretty rowdy. It was like dollar beer night or whatever. Wow. So this In article Vegas. Right. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. And it was it was a lot of, there was a lot of military guys there. You could tell oh, that okay. I think there's an Air Force base right close to yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So you could tell that uh things were gonna get rowdy. So reading this article about <laughs> how uh Portland's first baseman tag bozied had been harassed with vulgar language and motions. I'm your, Use your imagination. <laughs> yeah. yeah. About the motions. Uh, they came to the head in the ninth inning when Bozy pop up Bozy's pop up was the third out and the Beavers rallied to within one run. As he returned to the dugout, the fan threw a foam ball. So they'd been handing out foam balls in the audience that night. And when it hit him, he just went berserk. He snapped. Yeah. Yeah. He charged into the stands, chasing up 20 rows and across six sections. <laughs> six after sections. The spe- <laughs> six sections. Say that 10 times fast. Yeah. That's- after the spectator. And then they beat him up. Right. They yeah. allegedly assaulted the fan until there happened to be a bodyguard there who uh, intervened. Mm hmm. His brother uh, comes to watch Brian. He basically jumped in and saved the guy from getting it worse. Yeah. The bodyguard, his brother played for the Las Vegas team. Yes. And he happened to be a bodyguard in the like, during his day job. So yes. he, he jumped into action. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And saved the guy from quote unquote, getting it worse. <laughs> uh, Portland manager Rick Sweet arrived soon thereafter and tried to disperse things after appearing to give some harsh words to the fans. So he was like, all right, guys, break it up. But hey, you, that, you, son you got it. what you deserve. Don't right. be throwing foam balls at anybody. Well, my, my favorite part of this was that it said almost the entire Portland Beavers team joined yeah. the guy. So it was like 30 professional athletes going after this one fan. Yeah. Yeah, they were not having it. Mm-mm. Um, And it made me think of a couple things. One, I, I went with my cousins to... Um, 
it was the Eagles and the Rams at the LA Coliseum, and there was a lot Ooh. of sort of extracurricular things going on. Philadelphia were, versus LA. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of Eagles fans oh, there, and there no. was a lot of there was a lot of uh, Rams fans that weren't very happy about it. And this part in the article that says the man left under his, uh, let's see, the spectator appeared to be relatively uninjured, scrapes and bruises. He declined to give his name or comment and left without an ambulance. Uh, and so there was some guys at the LA Coliseum who'd gotten into a scuffle, you know, and then <laughs> the guy who I guess had lost the fight was kind of, he was bleeding and whatnot. And yeah, the, the uh, EMTs were there with like a gurney and they made him like get on this gurney and everyone was like, don't let him take you out of here like this, bro. You know, like it was embarrassing, you know, and you could tell like he was like, man, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. So Second. that made me think of that. And then that none of the beavers would comment on the incident. No. Um, yeah. So and then. They're used to it. That goes with the territory. Logan said of the harassment players take from fans getting to this level. They're used to that kind of thing. When the ball goes, that was it. That was the provocation, right? Yeah. The ball being thrown out, essentially, that's what ignited the whole thing. The verbal abuse, as vulgar as it might get, unfortunately, is commonplace. Yeah. So when did please, when did your buddy send you this article? Just this week. Was it after the incident with uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox? Did was there an incident this week with the Yankees and the Red Sox? Yeah, man. It, it wasn't as funny. Um, but uh, some Yankee there, the Red Sox were playing in New York and some Yankee fan threw a baseball and hit the back of one of the Boston outfielders. And, um, the outfielder just like very similar to this story. Like he was taking the taunting all game long, but when someone from the fans throws something at you, that's when it, so the umpire mm -hmm. sprinted out there, the dude got tossed. He just was banned. I think yesterday he was just banned from all 30 major league ballparks for life, which I've seen him do that before. Yeah. How do you enforce that? Right. How do you, you don't check IDs at the. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never understood. I mean, I get it. I'm yeah. glad that they, they make an effort to do that kind of thing, but I don't understand how they, yeah. how they enforce that. Yeah. I, the scenario in this article seems a little bit more, um, well, of course we're farther removed from it too, but it seems a little more um, entertaining. A little more. Right. Which, yeah. I mean, this, this kind of thing has happened a lot. Like there's still, the old you can watch on YouTube the video of the old Tri City Americans where they go up into the stands in Seattle and oh. uh, yeah, where like Olaf Kolzig who was no in way. NHL, yeah, yeah, I'll send you the link to that. Yeah, I didn't know where that. their their coach had been like had beers dumped on him for like two games at this point, and then yeah, they just started wailing on each other, and yeah, it was a whole thing. Whoa, uh, we were watching that game live. I was a kid, like this was in probably 89 or 90. Yeah. And we were watching that game live on Prime Sports Northwest. Remember the old Prime <laughs> yeah, Sports? I do. They were televising oh, that game. No. And, and I just remember like everyone running around the house like, I can't believe this is happening. It was insane. Oh. Yeah. Just people, just hockey sticks and people. Oh, my you gosh. Know. But I don't know if I've seen a lot of it at baseball games, especially now they oh. have so much netting and stuff. But Thank God. Yeah, I, I caught an Oakland A's game a few years back. Oh, yeah. And I wore my Mariners hat. And I'd mm. heard stories about Oakland fans, you know, so I was like, uh-oh. But I only got three comments about my Mariners hat, and they were all positive. Like, yeah. someone's like, we love King Felix. And I was like, are you 
are you harassing mm-hmm. me? But no, he was. And then I, I sat down and I asked the fans around me. I was like, I got to be honest. I'm having a blast here. I, I heard Oakland fans were rough. And they're like, that's the Raiders fans. And they're like, baseball yeah. fans, we are, we are just fine. And later in the game, they're playing the Yankees. And there were some stupid, rowdy Yankees fans there. And the Oakland fans even commented to me. They're like, wish the Raiders fans were here to handle them or whatever. But the that's A's hilarious. fans were just delightful. Yeah, when I went, uh, I went to a Mariners in Oakland game, and same. We actually ended up coincidentally being sat next to some Mariner fans, oh. and so we had strength in numbers. But they, yeah, people were nice. No, yeah. So, yeah, would have loved to have seen this at the game I was at, but I can totally see it. Probably was Dollar Beer Night. So this was mm-hmm. again August nineteenth, two thousand three, back when the Portland Beavers were a team here in town. And so, yeah, the uh, 51s, which the Vegas 51s, I'll, I'll go through this real quick, too, is they have really cool. They had really cool branding. So it was right. like an alien. It was a little alien with baseball threads on his forehead. Yeah. And that was really cool. And it, we just had a great time. It was super hot. But they had they had um, a golden retriever bat boy. Oh, you know, they did the dog bat boy thing, which is fun. always great. Yeah. And then actually one of the best timing jokes i've ever seen in my life uh by my father jeremiah coughlin dust devils fan pickles fan <laughs> that's right um they were playing the reno aces and these guys behind us there was probably nine or ten guys that i think they were in the air force they'd had a lot of the dollar beers they were starting to get kind of you know they were heckling yeah. just dropping a lot of f-bombs and like kind of you know and you know i mean we're not like nuns or anything but it was kind of yeah. like all right you know you, you were kind of getting to a point with these guys <clears throat> but this one of the reno aces it was like his third at bat and he struck out i think it was his third strike out of the game whoops and uh the guy behind us goes you better be careful they're gonna send you back to single a and my father knowing that the reno aces is a diamondbacks organization uh-huh. and that the hillsborough hops are also a diamond that that he's talking about sending him to Hillsboro. Yeah, yeah. Just right as soon as that guy stopped talking, my dad goes, "Pretty sure they don't want him." <laughs> that a boy, Jeremiah. There you go. It was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty good, and uh, it got a laugh, you know. And everyone's kind of like, "What's he talking about?" And he's it? like, "Well, it's you know where my son lives. He goes to the games there, right?" Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, they've been a diamond back, or they were from. I mean, they yeah, they still are from oh yeah. nine. Yeah. To 2020, yeah, the uh, the old Reno Aces, but There's the old Tucson the, Sidewinders that moved to Reno. There you go. Yeah, I do. And have the to Las say, Vegas 51s are no longer. They're yeah. the Aviators, which is not the coolest branding, yeah. but it's it's cool. Like the colors are cool, but I miss the alien head. The alien head was pretty cool. I do have to say, I think I, I shared this with you, but. When I saw you in person, but I love the fact I I forgot that your dad's name is also Jeremiah Coughlin. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just know yeah. him as your dad, Jeremiah's dad. Mm-hmm. And so when I was telling all my friends at the Dust Devils that I was going to Pickles game and that Jeremiah Coughlin, my high school buddy, is the on-field host, they all looked so confused because they all thought I was meaning that your dad was the on-field host, which they couldn't picture in their mind. Well, he's yeah, he's seventy four. So yeah. that would have been yeah, that would have been interesting. But that's what you and I are going to be like when we're that age. We are still going to be doing this. I I hope so. Yeah, like, like you said earlier, wheel me out there. Yep. Yeah. 
All right, folks, that is our episode of Brine Time. We want to thank X-Ray FM, also Marimba Mike for the intro music, Dusty Fox for the outro music. Ooh. You can follow along at Brine underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you like the show, please feel free to subscribe. Uh, Brine Time 503 at gmail.com. If you have, like Sam, if you have ideas for uh, Ghost of Baseball Pass or Pickle of the Week or anything you want to throw our way, we're we're running out of ideas so <laughs> no sweat there i want to thank eric the peanut guy for being my very special guest co-host hey thank you and that's our show thank you pickle nation we'll see you again next week bye pickles love you go pickles it's disgusting yeah uh, light the spark out at lens park cracking wooden bats slapping illuminate the dark popcorn Sunflower seeds, PDX and North Precious in the West Coast League. Yeah, Portland, never known to be fickle. Deep in Southeast, that's the home of the pickles. Brian Time, home of the pickles. Brian Time, Brian Time, that's the home of the pickles.